Hello and welcome. My name is Ryan Johnson, and this is the Saltcast. Um, today, I welcome uh, Jason Parr, Danny, and Paul. Welcome, guys. Hey, Ryan. Great to be here. It's good to be here, Ryan. Looks like Danny may not be with us after all. <laughs> what? I'm here. What are you talking about? Oh, well, his screen was frozen. Well, it looked frozen just... anyways. I was just super still, <laughs> playing tricks on you. It's the oldest Zoom trick in the books. Got him. <laughs> but guys, it has been a couple of weeks since we've all gotten onto a podcast together, and I've missed you guys. Even though I saw you guys <laughs> in the office, there's something about getting on a podcast and chatting about sales tax and whatnot all together. Yeah, I agree. It is good to be together. The the thing I want to talk about today, and this may go in, you know, a couple different directions, but you know, since 2018, we've kind of seen that, you know, businesses who have been doing um, you know, selling their products over you know, the internet, over e-commerce, and in different states, you know, they've they've had to start getting sales tax compliant because of the new new rules. And, you know, they may not have they may have had their accountant filing their you know, their one sales tax return within their home state. But as as these new rules rolled out, you know, they noticed that they now have a a bigger responsibility when it comes to filing sales tax in a lot of different states. So, you know, along with these rules for these companies to start, you know, registering for sales tax and collecting it, it was almost as if these CPAs and accountants were then mandated and required themselves to then, you know, start doing this for their clients. And so um, I was hoping you guys could, could speak today about you know how a partnership works with us or what it looks like and and you know what benefits they can get from that mm, it's a good question or a good um, concept to talk about just to kind of amplify and reiterate what you said about the marketplace uh, and and I think people are seeing this across the board obviously since July of 18 um, all the states, including Missouri, which is effective 1-1, have adopted some sort of legislation that essentially looks at not what your business operations are from a physical standpoint, but in, in um, where your sales might originate, but where your customers are located, right? It used to be all about where you're located when you're trying to think about what responsibility do I have as it relates to sales tax, but now it's all based on where your customers are located, right? So it's where your products and services are being sold to. And so companies across the country, as we've talked about quite a bit, may need that maybe they've been in one state or two states or three states from a registration footprint, and you can kind of manage that manually. Uh, maybe you're not using any software. Uh, maybe you're doing that in-house. Maybe your accountant's doing that, whatever the case may be. But then you're suddenly registered in 20 states, 30 states, 40 states, all the states, 
And you might even be registered in some local jurisdictions that administer their own um, sales tax. And so what ends up happening is on a monthly basis, you, you might have this responsibility across um, 30, 40, 50 locations, whereas you were dealing with three. And a lot of companies, as you indicated, just naturally look to their accountant or their CPA, uh, their bookkeeper, and like you said, almost mandate, like, you, you guys can't do this, you don't do this. And so many accounting firms and CPA firms um, focus their attention on maybe state income tax, federal tax, other advisory solutions, uh, other outsourced work to, to help them, but they haven't necessarily adopted a, a state and local tax practice or even those services. But if, if you have multiple clients coming to you saying you have to have a solution, I have to figure this out because they have this new obligation, then you start trying to figure out how to manage that and how to do that. And so you can do that one of two ways, right? You can build that within your practice and develop that. And um, a, a lot of uh, sales tax uh, software platforms are really trying to help provide some solutions for accounting firms and CPAs to adopt taking on some of those responsibilities. But when it comes down to it, it's really those sales tax returns. It's number one, trying to help uh, your client understand where they have Nexus figure out what their tax responsibility is, and then helping them get registered properly or participate in a, a voluntary disclosure program. You know what we call VDPs. A lot of times you hear about VDAs. We say VDPs. It's just a slight difference, right? A VDA is a, is a voluntary disclosure agreement, but those usually come through the programs that are available at the state. So I just don't want to confuse anybody when I say VDP. Um, but... So helping them get set up properly, that's, that's one thing that accountants and CPAs need to be able to manage. And as we've indicated, there's some pitfalls there. So oftentimes you, you want to partner with somebody that can help you understand some of those pitfalls and make sure that uh, you're not telling a client, okay, you, uh, we've determined through some DIY approach that you have Nexus in 30 states, so we're just going to get you registered. right? The same way we would say to... Uh, a company don't just go get registered until you've talked with us we would say to CPAs and accountants don't just indicate immediately that you need to go get registered and you don't necessarily need to do a voluntary disclosure or, or participate in a VDP right off the bat you you really just need to get some background so we're always talking about collaboration builds confidence and so we want CPAs accountants companies um, to to collaborate with us on a on a what's next call and help us understand what their situation is, so that's one side of it. And then the returns is just a whole nother beast altogether. And you have every solution out there from a set it and forget it, <clears throat> which we talk about some of the pitfalls with that. And then you've got consultative approaches to managing and and helping a company deal with sales tax compliance and reporting and other responsibilities. So across the board. To just take that on and be able to manage that, um, gain the, the knowledge and information to, to help your clients avoid the pitfalls, get compliant, try to mitigate money out of their own pockets. Um, that's hard to just bring that on and take that on as an accounting firm or CPA. So we partner with a lot of accounting firms and CPAs 
in helping them fulfill that responsibility. And one of the biggest positives, I think, is that you're able to retain that relationship with that client, and that client is not now going out and looking for another accounting firm that maybe has adopted SALT as part of its practice or develop some of those solutions. You're, you're, you're not losing clients to, you know, all-stop shop, so to speak, or the big four or somebody else. You're, you're, you're being able to retain that relationship, continue to help them, um, working in your wheelhouse, what you're comfortable with, and, and helping them uh, be successful in that regard. And then you've got a great outfit um, that you're working with to help them with some of these answers that they need and then the ongoing reporting. And so when we have a really good relationship with an accounting firm, that really benefits their clients in relation to managing these types of situations um, over the long haul. One of the things I found with, with uh, talking to CPAs and, um, you know, we, we talk to a lot, right, just everyday uh, conversations, <laughs> mainly when they come to us, it's because they have a specific client that does have what you could call it a larger footprint, right? A larger nexus footprint. They are selling throughout the U S and, and there are concerns around nexus in multiple States. Um, and oftentimes there's concern around taxability of what they're selling, whether it's taxable or not. Um, however, with, with that said, in, in my experience, the majority of the, the client base for CPAs are actually not necessarily smaller businesses uh, based on revenue, but they are smaller based on a footprint. For example, mm. if a CPA has a hundred clients, upwards of probably 90 or more of those clients, so 90 plus percent, are actually businesses that have a single location in a single state or multiple locations within a state, right? So they might, you're talking about, say, like uh, dentists, um, restaurant owners, right? These are businesses that just don't have a large nexus footprint. And I found as we talk through these discussions, right, we have these discussions with the CPAs that they're a big headache for them is not necessarily, you know, this client that is selling all over the U S and they need to get registered everywhere. They need to, you know, go through what you just mentioned par around voluntary disclosure programs. Um, how do they deal with the past? Um, which little tangent there kind of, uh, additional note there. One of the worst things we see businesses do in that situation is not, it's not about just a registration or a voluntary disclosure program they'll actually rush to go register historically, right? And because mm. they determine that their nexus doesn't go far enough back to merit uh, a participation in voluntary disclosure program. They don't really need the waiver or the statute of limitation uh, there, the, the, the benefit you get from the voluntary disclosure program. So they say, oh, our nexus only goes back, say, a year. We'll just register, you know, back to... October of last year. And now you're dealing with an issue there of paying the back tax out of pocket, paying the penalties and interest. So another discussion for another time, but you know, throw that in there is a major reason why you don't want to just go get registered and you should collaborate with uh, the experts. But with that said, right back centered here on, <laughs> on the discussion with CPAs and their, their clientele, 
that is a major he headache for CPAs to deal with, say, 90 clients who are all just registered in one or two states because, yes, as a whole, the CPA firm will get very dialed in on, say, they're based in California, right? They're going to be, you know, educated and have some understanding of how to file a California sales tax return. However, we all know there's nuance to that, even just a single state return, but oftentimes, the individual practitioner that brought on that client or is assigned to that client is the one that's going to have to file that return. So you're going to have to train all of your practitioners to file that single return or, you know, the multiple returns that would be required, required within that state. And bottom line, like there's a lot more that they can do for their clients, of course, that's beneficial. And, you know, we, we see it even, even with smaller, CPA firms that have, you know, 50 clients, just dealing with that is a pain, right? And, and there's different data sets and just everything that goes into filing a return for your client. There, there's not a great way for them to standardize it within their firm. And it ends up eating a lot of time and creating a lot of headaches that doesn't even take into account the lack of oversight and review that you know, is exist, you could say within that, um, client and, you know, per professional relationship. And bottom line is you need someone that's constantly looking at the client, their business, everything that's involved in, in sales tax compliance. And we fortunately, uh, even more recently, um, dialed that in more and, you know, I'll even make a little pitch here and, uh, around this conversation where, Typically, right, our, our sales tax return service and our subscription that is a white glove service and, you know, it's a great way to, for a CPA, you could say, to kind of extend that service to their clients. Typically, it was still geared towards those businesses that have a larger footprint, right? The way it was priced to really get the value out of it, it was, it was priced that way um, for a single business that has a large footprint. We, we found a way to actually... Uh, structure our pricing to where it really is more of a, a white label solution for the CPA firm. So even if they have a hundred clients that are only filing, filing a single state return, uh, it's priced in a way, and certainly the service is set up in a way to help the CPA firm offload all of that to us. And it's reasonably priced for them, which then of course can be something they package with their normal services at a reasonable price. And in some cases they don't even need to change their package and kind of the overall offering and pricing that they offer to their clients. You know, it's such a benefit, um, it, it, doing that because the, the sales tax responsibility, the oversight, the compliance, the reporting, everything about it, uh, blows up a CPA or accounting firms workflows because it's every month you you're in it you're out of it you're in it you're out of it um, you have to consistently refer back to changes that occur state by state jurisdiction by jurisdiction anytime during the year because changes can occur just about any time when you're dealing with the federal tax law when you're dealing with annual compliance even on a state income tax return all of your strategic planning, your advisory work, and, and all of that, you, you have these annual busy seasons to assist. And when you start getting into dealing with sales tax, it, it 
it uh, really uh, works in contradiction to your natural workflows and in working with clients and so being able to especially in the situation that you're talking about you know it's it's great if you can help you, you know 10 of my clients who are registered in multiple states and you know they have a, a big footprint but yeah what if I have 90 accounts and somehow I've got to manage their one two or three state um, compliance responsibility across the board well now I'm dealing with 270 180 270 returns that have to be handled each month and and maybe I'm not in all 50 states but now I've got to become an expert in uh, maybe the state that I'm in and my clients are in and then not just two other states or one other state in relation to managing that but across 90 accounts they're, they're going it's going to be different states that come up right and it could just be one state a few states five states and I've got to be familiar with those other states across the the, the whole landscape of, of those clients and so um, what Danny's referring to here I, I just think is phenomenal because he, he's developing uh, a format where where you can white label that and manage that across all of those accounts and and not have to consistently figure out how are we going to manage this so that number one we're providing really good service number two um, we're avoiding pitfalls that may come up and, and managing notices and other things that naturally come up in this process and number three being able to do this in a profitable way uh, in the end trying to manage all three of those things is it can be pretty difficult when um, you're dealing with several clients in even if they're just in a few states so love that you know something uh, Andy Johnson said to me years ago when I had first first it was probably in the first three years of me working for PJ Co and now just kind of telling him you know how I just felt inadequate in a lot of ways and especially comparing myself to you Jason and Paul it's like how I don't know what you guys I don't see how I'm valuable to these guys but he kind of helped me see uh, my value you know especially because you know in the first few years I'm working on registrations and and helping to remit the sales tax returns and all that so I had knowledge in and where to help companies get registered or when they should get registered and um, what to put on the forms and how to file the returns and so he pointed out that sometimes just knowing where to go to get the answers is very valuable because you know people that are contacting us have no idea they don't know where to start where to go and so you know as a as a partner you know that's kind of what we hope to do for others is you know be that's a good point where to go yeah it's a really good point um, th this concept of collaboration builds confidence uh, is developed as one of our core values over time both in experience and just the the flat-out wisdom in the sense that you can really spin your wheels trying to figure something out on your own um, I, I was just contemplating this uh, recent thought of uh, practice makes perfect, right? 
that's what we've heard over the years. Well, it really doesn't. Practice makes progress. <laughs> practice makes improvement. But practice also makes um, permanent. So this concept of practice makes permanent. You could be moving in the wrong direction in practice, making permanent something that is not correct. You think of a golf swing. If, if I go out on my own and, and I hit a, a hundred golf balls, 200 golf balls, 300 golf balls, and I'm not doing it correctly, <laughs> I'm making permanent a, a, a process which may not benefit me in the end. I may become so consistent at a poor shot that I can simply aim differently <laughs> consistently. But, but a lot of times you need someone to collaborate with who knows, right? So if I just have someone there with me who has some ideas on different things that I could fix to improve um, this concept, I can begin to make permanent something that is actually helping me or benefiting me long term. Obviously, that's just one analogy that can be applied in a lot of different scenarios. But for us, it really makes sense. Number one, collaborating is so important because in practice, you want to make permanent those things that actually benefit the, the client or the taxpayer or the company. One of the things that, um, and, and we can talk about this on other uh, podcasts in the future because this one's getting a little bit longer than we normally go, but we, we don't just partner with CPAs and accountants. We, we partner with uh, software platforms. We, we partner uh, with peers in the industry. You might say, well, um, you're not going to partner with someone that you compete with, but we actually do. We, we're not trying to claim that we're the answer for every company um, in, in doing business in the U.S. or Canada. Sometimes a solution... Um, to, it, that's best for them and brings them the most peace of mind and maybe someone that's not us or in the same um, uh, conversation it, we, we might be a better answer for someone that we uh, partner with in the, in the marketplace that does the same thing that we do or we just support one another in services that we may offer that can um, help a client get compliant and up and running and up to speed so there's lots of ways that we partner with other organizations but I, I, I don't want to digress too much because our focus here is the fact that um, we we marry very well in supporting and, and developing relationships with CPAs and accounting firms because we don't do any traditional um, CPA or accounting firm work uh, we're focused on sales tax yeah, we, we call ourselves the sales tax people and become experts in, in those efforts. And so we can really help you help your client, especially if you're stressed out by all of the clients that are coming to you, needing you to figure this out. Um, so we would just say, give us a give us a call or jump on a what's next call. And let's just chat about, you know, questions you might have. Yeah. I love that. And I also want to kind of tout our different resources we have because depending upon kind of what level you want to be able to help your clients or education level you want to get to when it comes to sales tax, because we have the podcast, we have the blogs, and we have some great tools, interactive tools for you to use. We have our live chat feature and we have the what's next call. And if you're anything like me, when I'm trying to figure out something, I like to take a stab at it myself at first. 
and then I'll get into it. You're like, you know what? This is way more complicated than I thought it was going to be. I'm going to I'm going to reach out to somebody who actually knows this, and so I'm not wasting a bunch of time uh, doing it and messing it up. That's always my fears. I'm going to mess it up. Um, but yeah, check out our tools. Um, I'll provide links uh, in the description, and um, you know, thanks guys a lot for being on today's podcast, and we hope to see you on another one. See you, Ryan.